0: Shalom. We're back together again as we pilgrimage together in a solidarity that invites us to look at our belovedness from many different facets. And today we're going to be looking at belovedness and our joy as well as the joy of the beloved because it originates from him. So I'm your host Mohawk Mama. Oftentimes I forget to remind you of who it is coming to you. But you know what? I figured you already know it is right there in the podcast, right? Well, I'm ready for us to to do the work of listening, of speaking, and of just resting in a love that knows no limits, a love that embraces and surrounds us. So let's decelerate together and let's unlearn in order to learn afresh something that may be familiar or perhaps something that may be completely foreign, joy. So together, let's do this. so why are we practicing Lectio Divina my desire is that we would hear God's voice and we would do the work of God's love and so one of the things that we know is that through Lectio Divina we can move toward a communion with God that is transformative. And this means we're listening for the voice of God just as we would a friend that we were sitting down with. Yet this is communicated through the scriptures and it's revealed by the Spirit on a very personal level. And so I will guide us through the four moments or the four movements, and they yield to one another. It's not linear. They're not in isolation from each other. And so as I guide you through each moment, know that this is self-paced. So feel free to pause and hang out in a certain moment longer than perhaps I'm allowing in the podcast for the sake of time. And so we're going to start with silence. Give yourself just a few moments to decelerate and allow everything about where you are right now to be upwardly addressed. In other words, you're not trying to suppress thoughts. You're just giving everything up to the one who is really here for you. So that's one of the ways we clear the barriers is by acknowledging anything that can be a distraction and letting that be the very gateway to our coming to the heart of the matter with Him. To help us further cultivate a heart that's ready to receive I want the silence to give way to something I typically don't do, and that is for you to listen to a little bit of context that's around our central verse. Now, we will get to savoring and listening to Matthew 3.17 here in a little bit, but I want to point out that there's a door that we are going to enter, and the hinge is Matthew 3:17 but one side of the door is Matthew 3:16 and the other side goes into a new chapter of Matthew Matthew 4 which follows verse 17 and I want to do this because I want there to be a deepening and appreciation of what we're going to truly understand a little bit more about joy and as it relates to walking through a door that is going to be quite inviting for us because what we don't want to do is to think that one side of the door is better than the other. And so when we begin to look at verse 16, we will look at something that actually leads us to the other side that is going to be for our good for our flourishing, and for our endurance, just as it was for Jesus. So listen to 16, just as a way to continue decelerating. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And then we have our verse 17, which I'm going to just skip over and read the verse that comes right after that. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And what I want to say is that what is significant when Jesus goes into the wilderness to be tempted is that he had the affirming voice from his Father's heart. And so when we consider joy, we must consider that it's going to address both the baptism and that's the immersion, the trust that we have in the Father's heart to act upon fulfilling whatever righteousness that he asks of us, just as he did with Jesus. And then the wilderness, which invites us into the same thing, to trust the heart of the one that says, I love you, you are beloved, I am well pleased with you, but this wilderness must happen, not because there's something wrong, but because something right is on track. Now keep this imagery of the door in view as you allow your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears to come together and really focus in on the depth of this and where it's calling you. So one of the things I want to guide you in doing is as I read our verse I want you to pay special attention to any words, phrases, or sentence that seems to just take hold of you. Because what we want to do is actually expect that our friend is wanting to make himself very plain. And in faith, we wait for God to speak through the word and spirit to our soul. Let's begin with verse 17. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. Notice what occurred. Notice what word accosted you the phrase or the sentence and a voice from heaven said this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. Feel free to pause and allow yourself to unhurriedly capture what it is that is speaking very deeply to you in this moment. It should not be rushed one bit. Now, as we continue on with our moment of continuing to savor, we will move into a moment that allows us to reflect That moment that we're talking about moves us into a place where whatever took hold of you, now you allow it to become primary. This is where you can write it down if you choose to, but you want to let it begin to sink down deep into your heart. And you repeat that word or that phrase over and over again. In your mind while you reflect on whatever feelings are coming to the surface whatever is being provoked and ask yourself what is the lord saying to you through them ask yourself what do these words mean what is he speaking to your heart through them and remember This is about pondering it in your heart. And so if you are going to write them down, I do have a mini devotional that you can download later and go back and revisit this. Or if you've already printed it and downloaded it, you can do so in the notes section. I want you to recognize that this is gonna move you from conversation to communion. It's not about what you have to say. It's about what you're going to be in this moment as you reflect. Be Be attentive, be alert to his love. In the next moment, we're going to respond And this is moving us toward a prayerful response. We've read, we've reread, and we've reflected on the words. And now we're going to navigate with these words. And we're going to draw these thoughts into our heart. Make it your own personal response to the Lord in prayer. Feel free to pause. As we enter into this fourth moment, It is where we rest in love himself. We become inactive. We are redirecting our activity. And we are simply dwelling with God as the beloved. So be loved here. This may not come easy. I realize that. And it may take patience and discipline but simply be still for a moment and allow your belovedness to intersect with a joy that is evidence of God's love to you. Continue to let this etch into your heart. The words or the phrase that he gave you He is giving you these words specifically through this process of Lectio Divina so that you would move from conversation to communion so that you would have this prayer of presence that aims to nourish you and deepen you in a relationship with the one that knows you. Be a witness of his love right now. Just watch it. Discover the grace of his joy. It is a joy that lifts you, a joy that cultivates resiliency, a joy that enters our endurance. A joy that's less about the warm fuzzies and more about becoming a kind of witness of grace that has an audacity to know the love, whether in the wilderness or not. A joy that makes you buoyant. This joy is a gateway of pleasure. This joy helps us remove all of those things that become barriers to delighting in Him. Remember, the baptism came right before the voice. Jesus trusted the Father's heart. To be compelled to fulfill what was righteous. And that baptism was done publicly. And that wilderness journey caused him to leave the public. But he had that voice. And that voice was not merely for Jesus. It was for those who would witness Jesus' loyalty, his love for his Father. Imagine that for yourself in this resting place. Close your eyes and allow yourself to witness the affirmation that is done in such a public way that when you do go away in the wilderness you are comforted you are accompanied you are assured this is the kind of joy that dares to allow you to recognize that the pleasure of being known by him is not stoppable. It's unstoppable. And so, as you have allowed this time to be that of giving yourself to a space of belovedness, continue. 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 Let it just be a thread in the rest of your day. Find the joy. Don't look for the shoe to drop as it were. That somehow joy gets short-circuited. It doesn't. It moves into every single space. So continue. Let joy joy be a continuous thread no matter where you are because your belovedness just as the belovedness of Christ assures you that his joy is in you and that our joy may be made full in him breathe that in deeply Breathe in the richness of what that does to nourish you, to give you sanctuary, to allow the kind of vulnerability to happen because joy takes us wherever we need to discover the hidden gems that are right before us. I am very grateful that you join me because one of the things that I do know is that we have all kinds of decisions to make on where we give our attention. And so for you to choose this time yet again, or maybe for the first time, I really truly do mean it that I am grateful for you. We pilgrimage together and today we were looking at the nuance of baptism and wilderness. Yes, Jesus literally did experience a baptism. But he also experienced a spiritual one too. You know, when we talk about baptism it's an immersion. It's it's just really about identifying with belonging to someone. And For many of us, we come from different backgrounds, and the mode of baptism may look different, but the heart of it is our belonging. And so, this was about us understanding that baptism plays a part in us trusting, and the wilderness plays a part in us trusting. They both are needful. And joy is acquainted with both very deeply. If you know that this has really, truly just affected you in some way, share that with me. If you are an iPhone user, go over onto iTunes and leave a review. And if you aren't, you can connect with me on Instagram. You can connect with me on Twitter too, but Instagram is where I hang out a lot. And if you're listening through Anchor, well, you can connect with me there by sending me a message. So, until next week, when we come together again, let us rest, relinquish, receive, and repeat it. Shalom.
1: It's Barbara J. Faison of the Why Struggle Podcast. What spoke to me was with whom I'm well pleased. I listened to your beautiful delivery and experience of the scriptures and just your take on reflections. And I just wanted to say it is so lovely to hear your voice again. You sound strong and vibrant and healthy. And I'm so grateful that I took the time to listen to you this morning and you just really filled my spirit and my soul, and I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being out here and sharing your voice, your unique, un- your unique way of presenting things that just make, it makes it so simple. So I thank you, I honor you, I'm so glad that you are well and able to join us. Be well, my friend, be well. Thank you for being a blessing to so many.